Viewer discretion is advised. Aren't you an adult? Don't you understand if a child yeah. is swearing at you, there's something wrong? Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing is off the table. Tonight we have a very special guest. He is a multifaceted talent. He's a qualified teacher, also an entertainer. He's an accomplished dancer, having attended Worlds multiple times and a member of the Prestige Dance Crew. Uh, but most recently, he is the founder of the Let's Siva program. Please welcome Alistair Salaival. Awesome, awesome. Well, Alistair, where do we start, Alistair? Because um, no, we're just pleased to have you, also. And I know, you've, like um, Jay was saying, you're a multifaceted, really talented young man. Um, obviously, we, we know you as um, Prestige and the Dance uh, World Hip Hop um, Champs, uh, but also National Champs as well. Also. And so, um, just just for those who, um, obviously, people a lot of people know you, but just as, uh, if you can just unpack a little bit of, uh, of your early days, also. Yeah, so... Uh First of all, ko Pasifika toko Moana, ko Pau Pau toko Waka, ko Hamo toko Iwi, ko Lala Tele, Lava Samamea Fangalo, Oku Hapu, ko South Okalangi toko Kainga, Malo Lavale Soifua, Mau Male Lange Mama, Le Nei Po, ko Alastair Ngawati Salaival toko Ingoa. Uh, what's good, brothers? My name is Alastair Ngawati Salaival, full Samoan, but born here in South Okalangi, Otahu Middlemore Hospital. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the hood, that's the, spe- that's the spot. Um, yeah, I've been dancing. That's my passion. That's my love. I've been doing that for over two decades. Um, I love teaching and those are probably the most passionate things that I love so far, as well as my Ainga. Very grateful for them too. Um, but that's kind of like my story in a nutshell. Oh man. Was that, was dancing always kind of something that you kind of gravitated to? Um, also was it, was it just kind of you saw some kids out there or you just saw someone out there dancing and just felt, oh man, or something on TV, like, oh man, I want, I want to dance. Or was it a family thing? Yeah, well, that's exactly what the, what you just said, Brian, in terms of it being on TV. There was this old video clip called It's Like That by Run DMC. Um, there was a video clip, it's like that, that's the way it is. Huh. Anyway, there used to be this Balangi guy that used to have an afro and he used to just shake his hair and he used to do break dancing moves. And so that captured my eye and uh, that was an... 1998 so I was about 14 um, that's when I kind of found well I was inspired but then fall in love with it straight away because um, yeah you start to learn that there's a <laughs> there's a process to everything and um, some of those moves took a very long time to get <laughs> so um, I appreciate that so yeah pretty much my journey of dancing started in 98 um, I look at my life kind of like in three decades so from five to 15 uh, that's an interesting that's an interesting life that we can tell and know about and unpack oh, maybe yeah, later on yeah. um, but from 15 to 25 that decade surely man I left school you know I was at Tangaroa College um, not because of the school just because of ways of life um, but I left school at that age and then from 15 to 25 I started this journey of SIVA um, specifically hip hop dance and breaking and all of that so in that decade, um, I was exposed to the world um, in a very safe, safe way. I traveled the world of my, my homies. Um, we did dance. We won competitions. We didn't expect any of these things, to be honest. Traveled up and down New Zealand. 
like a gold medal in Serbia. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> where is Serbia? Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some perspectives of like, in that decade, I got to do some pretty cool things, but then it built my confidence in terms of my education. Because in that first decade, yeah, that's a, we can talk about that decade <laughs> later on. Yeah, but this decade, it was just um, highlights eh, mm. of Siva. And I um, didn't realize the impact that it actually kind of rippled through, not just Aotearoa, but globally as well. Um, and just grateful to be a part of it through something as simple as just moving your body. Um, but yeah, kind of that's where it started. And then in that decade, I just severed. And then the next decade, I got into learning again. Oh, we can, yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, man. Because you grew up in the hood and you this special decade we got to travel the world what was those experiences like for someone that got exposed to life outside of Otara? <laughs> oh man for for everyone like my first place that i went to was japan i hadn't even been to anywhere in the islands um so my first place i went overseas was japan hokkaido um and tokyo I went there for dance as well, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but you can't prepare for something that you don't know. Yeah. Like that's the way I see it. Like I, I wasn't prepared for for me to be one of the tallest people there. <laughs> wow. I wasn't prepared that my dollar was gonna be strong over there. Mm. I didn't know that I was gonna have more because I kept. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize all of those things were going to happen until I got there. Like even like for example. I was walking through Tokyo and I just seen this big Islander guy on a bike. And this was like, what year was this? Like 2004, 2004. And so he had an iPod um, that was strapped around his arm. And he had like iPod back in those days was like a big, big thing to, you know, and he's an Islander, massive one. He was riding his bike and I just stared at him <laughs> because everyone else is Asian. And you just yeah. see another person that looks <laughs> like you. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> am, I, am, am I am I in Japan? I'm back in South Auckland. <laughs> and anyway, he goes, he goes, and then I just carry on because he carries on. And I stop at the lights and then I get a tap on my shoulder. And he's like, where are you from? <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm from New Zealand. And he goes, no, nah, what nationality are you? And I go, I'm sorry, I'm on the Casolic Acid. It's like, swear that means it's like, bro, what are you doing here? Oh my gosh, it's kind of crazy story because from there, like, we switched numbers, ended up catching up with him and more New Zealanders that night, watching a rugby game, All Blacks versus England. <laughs> then he's also a bouncer at a club, and the club was called Booty Club. <laughs> <laughs> with a black girl with an afro in Japan, I was like, totally, this is not making any sense. Anyway, so that was one of my experiences going over. So, being able to learn um, by just trial and error really has supported me to where I am today. Yeah. But that's, a, that's a, an accumulation of lots of different experiences um, from going to places like Japan and America and Europe. And yeah, it's been fun. I just feel that when you go to somewhere new, if there's something I've learned about being a Samoan is you just try to be fa'alu'alu and don't botz it. And I felt like that's also kept me astray um, to make sure that I keep going with when I do go to new places, except for when I nearly lost, I mean, not lost, I nearly uh, missed my flight. Um, my first time I went to Japan, you know, so 
Oh man. Yeah, when you go through those hard times, you're just like, please, someone. Yeah. <laughs> Out there, the spirit, the energy, look after me, farmer the more. Because we make mistakes. Yeah. yeah, man. Man, that's amazing. Does um traveling overseas, I mean, especially at such a young age, did it help you like sort of did you see yourself differently when you so kind of came home, knowing that you're kind of looked at differently overseas? Just because culturally things are different. Um, did you see yourself a little bit differently, learn to appreciate different aspects of yourself or I think you I think the development about myself at that time, I don't think it was quite in then. Uh, you know, it was more about just the experience and just like, whoa, New Zealand's so slow. You know what I mean? Because you go to fast-paced countries and they're just moving. You know, they're all go-getters and then you kind of come back home and it's just chill. <laughs> just relax. Everyone's still go-getter, go-get it, sorry, but we just kind of chill with it um, and we're a bit relaxed. So if I had learned anything in my earlier days was just how fast-paced some of the other countries were moving at. And I guess this part of economies and all of that just rapidly trying to move and trying to do and trying to make more and all of that sort of stuff I feel like when we come back when I would come back home we used to always sing the song as well back to life back to you know because we go and have hot hotels <laughs> and we're traveling around and we're doing some pretty cool things as youngsters then we'd come back home to go back to what your life really was like um so maybe the experience was I got to be more grateful um because in Japan, they already had masks like back in those days. Wow. But the smog was very heavy. So you would appreciate just our country purely on its nature and for what it can offer us. But the learnings in the earlier stages, I feel like it's come more um, 2018 onwards, which was a little bit later. Um, but that's more life has been uh, added to, to myself. So then I feel like the real kind of perspective and understandings made more sense yeah. i don't know how this question is going to tie into it might tie into your earlier decades yeah. that you touched base but because it's cool when we're talking about overseas um and these experiences because you know we've got a we might have some young people out there or young men that um we're so used to our environment that we don't know what's out there and we don't know what to experience and um and so for me like um not we went to intermediate together yes so we grew up around we grew up in the hood <laughs> we know we came up in a certain reality and then watching you go on your journey and um using your gift um to elevate you to you know to travel the world to um allow yourself to um have all these different experiences like your story can really resonate or encourage others that are might be bound by our circumstances mm. or might not have their fortitude to dream big so like and saying all that like um i know i guess do you have like a encouragement or um what was it for you that allowed you to find your purpose or your gifting to allow you to do your things or was it just a uh, Ripple effect. Sorry, that was a long winded. No, no, it was beautiful, bro. I think it was a ripple effect because we all didn't plan. Like, honestly, man, like, <laughs> we did not plan. Like, yeah. I was part of a group called Desire Dance Crew that changed kind of the history of like movements and what that looks like across the world. 
and with that team. Shout out to Desire. Oh man, yeah. shout out to the homies. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Lovegrove Careers, Otara. Mm. Born and raised. Um, but we were just dudes that just loved this aspect. There was this bridge that brought us all together, and it was Siva. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we had a couple of dudes that came from the west side. We had one of those that came from central. And then the majority of us all came from around South Okalangi. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to the director, um, the owner of World Hip Hop Champs International on the phone because I was the one that um, sent a message with some people at that time to see if we could uh, participate. The audacity, yeah, you saw that we're going to be doing hip hop dance for just a couple of years and we really want to go to Worlds. Yeah. Um, one of my friends sent that clip and then said that you guys should give this a go. So messaged the director the, and then he called my cell phone and I remember answering it and he was like, hi, it's Howard Schwartz and this American accent. And I was like, whoa, so young, you know, I was like, what, 20, 20, 20 so just buzzing out um, and saying, we would love to have you guys come, wow. come over. And I'm just like, okay. You also got to take into consideration. We all know where we come from. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a whole hell of backing, yeah, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But is that going from our head? Hey, I don't even think going from my head. It's like, solid. this guy said where we can come into the comp. Let's go. Where's your wow. money? Let's the money. But let's <laughs> go anyway. I talked to the brothers and I say, like, this opportunity has come up. We should give it a go. And then we do. And then we end up heading over in 2005. Um, we got support and we did a lot of the fundraising of that money. And we were the, we were the guinea pigs. <laughs> um, of the time back in 2005 and fortunately enough we were able to embark on that journey and it was it's those type of things what I'm trying to say is like we couldn't plan for and that's the ripple effect like, because then from there led on to Soli there's so many stories of what's happened from yeah. that moment to where we are today yeah. and it's still carrying on like for example I'm, a, I'm still dancing today at the age of 37, and I love it still. Wow. But I get to see the next generation. Yeah. The next, next. Like I've been seeing how many generations come through. <laughs> <laughs> but now I get to see yeah. it even more because of also the job that I'm a part of, mm. which allows me to go and see people that just want to just give something a go. But then sometimes I see some like, whoa, there's some real X factors out mm. here. And then you're like, damn, these are going to literally be the next generation. And I'm, I think I'm just, if I want to say anything to encourage people on, it would be just to carry on. Just keep carrying on. I think we were kind of talking about this earlier, is mm -hmm. that we just start and we just keep going. Mm -hmm. We refine as we go. Mm -hmm. We apply as we go. We reflect again. Excuse we reflect and we kind of just wash, rinse, process. <laughs> hey, and we just keep doing it. It's when we start missing those components that we 
start to realize why isn't that oh that's because i'm not working on that area <laughs> yeah no we're just working on refinement but we're not looking at reflection or we're not re- looking at applying and then to the next level execution you know and then where is your next standard after that as an individual so i just want to encourage people just to start and just alu, alu, you're going to make a mistake it's facts solely we're not the first ones to talk about it yeah thousands hundreds millions of people that talk about it start you will make mistakes you will probably also be a person that's optimistic overly optimistic (laughs) go with it you'll learn something from it so yeah try do it start family mole that's mean that's awesome it's like you're one of the founding members that fathered the dance scene in new zealand that's it's still still ongoing and i remember reading about how um after you guys had gone to worlds it was then setting up the whole national scene in terms of like qualifiers and things like that yeah um so what was that process like in terms of going to worlds then coming back and then actually building the scene into what it is now it's kind of crazy, bro, because <laughs> I actually have never spoken about this sort of stuff. Oh, oh man. Yeah, like, it's kind of crazy because we were just dudes, bro. Like, like I said to you guys, in the first decade, it was a different type of understanding. Mm. The next decade, I was now learning skills. I was now learning resilience in a different way of not resilience that we know in. Mm. Yeah. You know, so putting all of these things in, I started to, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, bro. Your question again? Um, about, um, so coming back from Worlds, having that experience and then setting up the national scene. Yeah, so, because again, like I was, we didn't, we didn't plan anything outside to do with dance. Yeah. <laughs> when it came to administration, when it came to business, when it came to anything to do with finances, we were just the talent. We were just the dudes that just were passionate about the Siva. Um, these other aspects came from other lovers of dance. Um, and at the time, for us, we were just young dudes that were just living the dream, bro, to be honest. Um, we were kind of like the All Blacks of Siva. At the time, we were sponsored by Adidas. Like There was all of these great things that were happening, but we just didn't have, or well, myself, we're able to do the next kind of building of what platforms we could have for the next generations that are going to come through. Example, nationals. So we actually weren't a part of that process. We were just the competitors in it. But there was a great group of people that loved dance through people that participated in it. So then they wanted to create uh, these new platforms. Uh, selfishly i was like why aren't we the ones <laughs> how come we're not the ones that's leading this stuff man yeah. Yeah, yeah, in my yeah, mind yeah. like i'm hearing it's this nationals but how come it's not saying it's like also from desire <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's those were my my thoughts at the time so i guess there was a bit of uh there was yeah it's a bit of chip on my shoulder um towards the competition and towards i guess just things that were spawning off what kind of happened with worlds but just i guess it's just young just learning and i guess my pride as well all of those things but let's look at the realities of it Mm. it's incredible that we had that platform yeah yeah 
<laughs> song here. El Country went back to that competition and destroyed years after years, far after us. Mm-hmm. And I guess as I grow older, we start to realize like that's what it's about. But when you're in the yeah, 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 you're like, dude, it's about me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about me. It's my journey. It's what we did, man. <laughs> <laughs> we did all of this, man. We just people just coming in and just. So if we don't, re- uh, I yeah. never look at it from a bird's eye view. Not at that time. No. There was no way me trying to see it from that perspective, but now super grateful for them, man. For anybody that is uh, doing any type of uh, support of building platforms for the next ones to come jump on and then springboard off. And I'm grateful for people that do You don't realize that at the time yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, about competition. Yeah. So who am I gonna can who am I gonna battle today? <laughs> I'm coming for you, Paris. <laughs> I'm coming, France. All of you guys, royal family, all of you. You already know. Mad love to all of them. You know what it is. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so what is your biggest learning from all of that? Because half half of it's like on reflection, it's this. You're young. Um, you're only in it because you're uh, you're in it with your passion you're competitive and um but you now that you're older and you're matured like what are some of the biggest learnings that um have taken place in terms of <clears throat> dancing yeah uh the biggest learning is being able to learn mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not gonna lie yeah. man she has taught me how to learn and that's what i lacked wow I lacked learning. I lacked literacy. I lacked numeracy. I lacked communication, understanding, perspective, ability, all of those things. I lacked practice. Mm. Wow. Sorry, that's, that's beautiful, Alistair. I think a lot of men can take heed into what you're saying. So I think... I think, um, and obviously you and Desire, obviously Jason, you guys are pioneers, pioneers of, of the dance scene and then a lot of people would have jumped on, jumped on board and all these other groups that are coming up. And even we had, we had Heads here and Heads, was, he paid homage to you guys as well. So, hey man, they, they, are the, they were the ones who started. And so when you say that it was learning, learning, and I think for some, for a lot of us and even myself, Sometimes we we can be to, we can get to a place where we say you know what I don't need to learn anymore I've done this I can just be stagnant yeah I'm 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 this and that um, but throughout the learning because I know and you're quite entrepreneurial as well also so throughout the learning uh, and throughout the journey of of prestige as well and, and and so forth what has been the what has been the catalyst in terms of unlocking that that mindset for you is just a continuous continuous learning you know because sometimes we can we can we can rest our, our lower way you yeah. know because oh no I'm, 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 we've done this what has been that thing that's kind of you know what it's kind of been a real game changer for you uh in terms of you wanting to learn continuously learn that king easy <laughs> emotional regulation learnings <laughs> <laughs> to develop on it when you get much older you don't realize it's going to come and get you it comes for you homies <laughs> um i would say for myself 
it it really was be- trying to believe in myself to do the things that I wasn't good at. And I knew that I was good at SIVA. And I was like, how can I be good at this and not be good at this? And what I mean by this was about literacy. It's about communication. How can I not do this? How can I not study? How come I can't understand a paragraph when I'm reading it? Why do I have to read it like 10 times? Mm. When you start having that understanding, you start to realize that, okay, I need to look back at what it is that I'm doing, focus on where I, where I need to be, and then it kind of comes. But it's lots and lots of practice, lots and lots of practice. In 2018, in terms of a big learning for me um, at Worlds, my team, we came, just to just kind of just bring the story not too, yeah, too long, we came eighth in, in the semis, oh, no, in the, in the prelims, sorry. Oh, no, we came fourth, what am I talking about? We came fourth and we're like, whoa, incredible. You know, 2018, fourth, yo, we made it through. It was semis. Um, we came eighth and there was only eight teams going next into the finals. So we came last Mind you, there's like 60 to 90 crews that are in this category, but we're now gone eighth. So fourth to eighth. The judges saw us at fourth. They're like, solid for the first time. We'll give you fourth. The second time they saw us, they're like, you got to go down. Mm -hmm. So then we're thinking to ourselves, what do we have to do? What's the learning here? They don't don't dig it anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't like what they've seen. And because our routine was pretty like out there as well, like we had jail suits, <laughs> we had like tats and stuff. So like everybody knew who Prestige was when they walked out, they had their hands like this, cuffs and angry faces. Just trying to, you know, portray the concept. I talked to the team and we talked about, okay, we need to change the whole routine. Mm. So we changed the whole routine. We changed the whole mix, which is buzzy with heads. Um, but we're, we're emailing back and forth from New Zealand to, to America. And I was staying up. Um, we only had, so there's context here. The, the semis happened, we had like one day, and then it's finals. Wow. That night of semis, we talked about it. We brainstormed a whole new costume, brainstormed a whole new routine. Just everything was brand new, everything. Then the next day we went into the studio and we didn't come out of the studio until finals day in the morning. It was crazy. I had never done anything like that in my mm. life. But why would we do something like that? Because we had nothing to lose, bro. Mm. We were in eighth. We're not yeah. going to go to ninth. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So we have to just all in. Yeah, yeah. All in, all our ideas. Let's go. We've been training, we've been doing this, we've been practicing this. I know we did like six to seven months on just this routine. And now we're going to do about 18 to 22 hours on a new routine. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, bro, like this. It's crazy because with that learning, we went to like, we were having to adapt real quick. We got the costumes, so um, shout out Custom Tees. Mm. They were there, you know, they are like Lou and his team. They're like famous over there. So we were grateful that we had a team that could support us in our costume because it was obvious we had just orange jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like gonna be a little bit hard to like bring a new idea with everyone already saying, are these guys in jail? <laughs> you know, so anyway, we changed all of that. We went to stage run. The first time we had practice on stage with the boys, but we hadn't practiced a thing called spacing. 
So when you go on the stage, you practice your spacing so you know where to go just in case you might go off stage, meaning the front or the mm. sides or the back. You might hit the, the back. So watching the boys at their first run, I'm like, whoa, let's go, homies, let's go. They do this forward roll like halfway through the dance, two of the boys, and then they forward roll off the stage, like literally off the stage. Oh. And everyone's just like, oh, and I'm like recording and just laughing, eh? Just laugh because it's rehearsal. It's not the real thing. Mm -hmm. So from there, we see all the things that we need to refine. We're learning quick. We go to a new place. All the boys are adapting. Um, by the night time, we return back to the venue. They're on first because it starts from eighth place all the way down. The boys go on new costume because we just got it all on. Everyone's ready to go, suited up. They now go on smiling. No more cuffs, you know, no more <laughs> jumpsuits. They go on smiling now smash it and then we come back forth you know like for us what i loved was that no matter what we just did it yeah no matter what we put it all in mm. and the outcome was success because what did we we okay people may see only success and just the tahi they might just see it mm. in just first place which is all good yep I agree, but for some individuals, some of the learnings can be even more beneficial yeah, yeah. when it happens in a different way. Mm. So for me personally, that learning experience that's taken my learning to that next tier was because of that event. Wow. Or being able to, bro, we're at Worlds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like this, that's, that's the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's um, context that they're in, whatever world championship it represents, they all understand the weight mm. of when you're in that space. So when we were damn, we're going through, I was like, damn, we're here, we did it. And we came forth and I'm grateful for it because lots of things have spawned from that learning. So, Man. yeah. And the thing is, oh, no, 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 I was just, oh, sorry, I'm, Alistair, because I'm thinking, uh, you know, because, you know, because you see what you were saying in the beginning, you know, Japan, fast pace, come back home, slow pace. And mm -hmm. you can, and, you know, sometimes we're quite relaxed quite blasé, you know, we just kind of do things real slow pace and kind of the, the attitude or kind of the, the culture around here in New Zealand and you're in worlds, it could have been the same thing over there. Like, oh, no, do we have to, do we have to, come on, Alistair, do That's we have it. to do it again? That's exactly Kids, it, bro, because oh, we've actually, bickering, we yeah. actually have seen that, well, to be honest, this guy trying to put it on, I've been there, you know, mm. we're like, oh, okay, nah, all good. Mm. Just, that's the routine, bro. We worked our butts off. Mm. Yeah. Why, why change? Yeah. Why change? You know the work that we have to go into if we try to change. I'm not keen for it. Yeah, yeah. But awesome. then we do do it, bro. Yeah. And we come forth and it was me as a, as a, as a leader of the team could never have provided uh, that feeling for the boys mm. when we were there, when we got told that we had come forth instead of eight. When the boys finished their routine, after when they first went out to finals and they finished their routine, they couldn't stop celebrating <laughs> at the back for like three or four, five other routines that had gone on because of how yeah. happy, how excited they were with yeah. their ability to be able to adapt that quick mm. at that type of level. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like these are homies from Otara. Yeah, these are bros yeah, from Manjewa. These are guys from here that are also much younger than myself. Like the next tier and the yeah. new prestige. So there's context. 
was a decade. Yeah. You know, me and my other bro, Jesse, yeah, we were about a decade from the next. <laughs> you know, so to see these guys at that age as well pull up and not fold yeah. at that's that really level for me personally, yeah, that's why I say my, I'll probably have some more learnings coming later on, but because I could physically and mentally remember how it felt like seeing the sun come up mm. wow. running the same routes yeah. same <laughs> routines the home is getting tired mm. some of the people trying to call and yeah ready five <laughs> Sorry, you're not even dancing bro you're not even dancing mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's special Alistair that's really special because I can guarantee that those those guys who are part of the, the crew like you have, you would have to push them, push them to the limits. Like, man, this is, you, you're talking about, about how many hours? 12, 13 hours, yeah. no sleep. You change the whole routine, new costumes. Like, what the heck's going on here? Do we have to do this? And the mindset, you would have really changed a lot of mindsets that, on that day, including your own. Like, man, I really pushed myself. I can really make the work ethic has is, is gone to a whole new level now. Yeah. And the whole, like you were saying, we're able to ad- adapt, but more so just, you, I can imagine that the, 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 even if, the first place wasn't uh, meant to be, but fourth place. But that would have meant so much more because they're actually, man, I cannot believe that I was undergone this whole process and my mindset has just changed, even if it's one degree. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what you've done is, because you're one of the leaders of the group at that time, eh? Yep, yep. And so what, for you to do that, it's like, man, because you could have said, you know what, I'm a leader, let's, let's just keep it safe, boys. But you pushed through and you actually, you led by example as a bro. That's oh, bro, that's beautiful. I love those kind of stories. It was just beautiful, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, definitely. Like starting the conversation, you know. Start. I definitely would say that that's what I did. Mm. I started the conversation. It then became a collective. Mm. After that, for then everyone to then take it to that next tier because it was like, gee, we had to pull from everybody's skills here, yeah. and we had not purposely, but we've always been training to prepare for moments. We didn't know that this was going to be the moment. <laughs> the moment. You know what I mean? We had That's no cool. idea it was going to be the moment. But what a cool moment for us to also go through. And there was, some, there was lots of things that were happening, lots of context to this story. Uh, but overall, that's pretty much where I felt the, that next tier of my learning um, went to. Yeah. Oh, I've like, got to give some context in terms of this learning stuff. Yeah, 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 you man. know what I mean? Yeah, so like... In terms of my education, like I, I think about in that first decade from five uh, to 15. So I went to primary school in South Auckland. I went to lots of schools actually. And same as intermediate, we, we caught up as well. And then uh, high school, I ended up going to St. Peter's uh, for two terms. Um, year nine, but I've been third form. Yeah. Um, why? You know what I mean? Like I was, yeah, why sorry, my bad. I was I was asking the question to myself, like, yeah, why, were why? You why am I going to St. Peter's when I've been going to schools out in South Okalanga and now I'm going all the way out here? Like, how come I'm getting this cash and I don't even see any of it? Because it's got to pay for my travel to get there and I go buy a sausage roll and it's still a lay lover. Still not enough. Anyways, I find that stuff unique because I didn't know about that world. So anyway, we'll park that one. I ended up going back to South Auckland and I went to school at TC, uh, third form all the way to fifth form. But again, just in that decade, I call it alternative upbringing. 
that's the way I see it uh, for myself. And what does alternative mean? A different way of being brought up. That's the way I say I see learning. Um, alternatively, like people learn differently. It's the same way I see my upbringing. It was different to other people, but with that difference, it didn't give me the ability to be able to walk through spaces because I was missing understanding. I was missing how to learn. I was missing all these things because I was just trying to survive at school. I already had coping mechanisms at the age of five. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody want no child to be going to school to be thinking about all the stuff that they're going through to try and also regulate their emotions at that age. I'm grateful that whoever was supporting me in terms of spiritual gave me the idea of just trying to be funny and just try to laugh and then hide a lot of the things that were happening alternatively at home. But when times <laughs> weren't too funny, it was zero to 100 and people were like, whoa, <coughs> I see your true colors. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it at the time. We, I took my route the way I took my route and that's the way I would deal with it because I didn't have any tools to understand how to deal with those sort of things. So when I think about how my learning was back then to then leaving, to then growing in dance, Siva, to build that confidence, to learn, to give myself permission that solely you can learn, you can write, you can read, mm. um, you can talk to people, you're not dumb, you're not ugly, you're not silly, you don't come from whatever the, the area looks like for you in terms of your community perspective. But then I get to 25 and then I start my degree journey and it's now a different type of learning. Like I'm at Worlds, which is dope, you know what I mean? But now I'm doing a degree. And it's, to me, it's about writing and writing in what? Writing in English. <laughs> and my English was more G than, it was more slang and all of that instead of um, a way of being able to communicate mm. to all. So going through the degree, amazing, grateful to go through that journey. My old spread, that's where we chopped it up and got down. Um, mm. And then I went to secondary school, uh, college, university for teachers college. And I got my teacher's degree, yeah, or teacher's certificate and diploma in teaching in secondary. Um, and then I taught at secondary school. And that's a buzz, you know, that, that's yeah. for me, like from dropping out of school to then now I'm a school teacher, um, not just for that understanding, but for me now to have a perspective. I have a well-versed perspective because I come from what I've come from and then I get to also take it into this new field. I've been now in education for about six to seven years and you can develop a lot <laughs> in that time. And so when I connect all of those things with education now, it's given me a way of being able to just connect with a lot of people when I, when I deliver content for people to learn. Because I understand when I walk into a room, not everyone is a circle. Mm -hmm. how many shapes do we have we've got multiple shapes so does your content that you're going to deliver is that going to be versed for all the shapes or is it just going to be for the squares Yeah. we could see it as race we could see it whatever way do you want to see it 
to lower this out, all those types of things. But I love learning and it's now pushed me into this passion for teaching, but teaching learning for the sake of people being able to understand how to learn. Because when you know how to learn, you can do a lot, man. You can do a lot. And when we know what we've come from in terms of South Auckland or resilience or broken homes or being adopted or being passed around or growing up in different places of South Okalangi and still doing what you're doing, it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing, yeah. Sorry, man, I just keep talking. No, no man, that's my bad for now. No, 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 just tell me the awesome. shit. <laughs> that is awesome. I feel like I'm just hearing myself like, sorry. Thanks for sharing some that of that. That's too good, man. Because, like, we're hearing this success story unfold. And um, and I don't know if you want to go there, like, in terms of, like, there's this, this alternative living and, and uh, some of the experiences or details you might want to share i don't know if you want to are we able to talk about yeah, it yeah, yeah oh yeah cool so we're good we're good yeah some of these experiences you had um that really i don't know because we know that there's other two pathways you you go through yeah. with some of our realities and you can either go one way or you uh you persevere and you end up um going another way and so it'll be cool to sort of unpack some of the stuff you went through um because i know that i think of recent times i saw um, a video um mental health i think levar did a um thing of you eh? yes yes mana pacifica yeah oh yeah. yeah it was around um mental health yeah the well-being month yeah yeah so it'll be cool to sort of talk about if you can mm -hmm. um talk about like that alternative li living yeah. period, some of the stuff that was real hard and then how you dealt with it yeah. <laughs> when you were older. I understand, like, this is why I always talk about, like, community perspective. Because mm. if you know community perspective, then you can understand what's happening mm -hmm. in the community. Um, so being young, I was... Like, uh, so growing up, I was adopted as a youngster. Um, my, my Ainga that came through at the time, she had me here. Um, and then my mom ended up leaving back to, to the islands. She was quite young herself. Um, she came here and I'm assuming, you know, hallelujah, had a fun time. And then bada boom, bada bang, I come around. Um, I pop out on 24th. Jan 1985 and then I end up getting put uh, not put to get passed into the family so um, I'm part of the Ainga but um, just not with my with my mom um, what I've learned as you've as I grow up that um, having a disconnect from your birth mother has an effect with you straight away without you even knowing mm. it's kind of crazy um, then on top of that, I didn't know who my Tama was. I didn't know my father, so I didn't have uh, a strong male role model to grow up with at the same time. Uh, so the family that I grew up with, I'm grateful for um, being able to have a place. But it was a difficult place. Mm. It was a difficult place of learning. Um, and those developments come... Uh, not those developments, uh, realizations of the the after effects come later. Mm. 
and you start to realize as you get older. So when I was younger, I was sexually abused. I was um, physically like handled as a youngster. Um, and this is why I relate to a lot of our kids when they come into school. Um, there's a pers- that's a lived perspective. You know what I mean? How do I deal with that stuff at the time? It was laughter. I had to find something else to support me or else I wouldn't be here. Uh, so you put that stuff, I'm speaking from my own opinion, yeah. my own life, not anyone else's. I put that stuff in the vault. Wow. And I put it in a safe of a safe of another safe so deep back in my cognitive mind so that I didn't need to address it in any shape or form. It wasn't until my little homie came into this world my firstborn triggered the whole thing of my life. Wow. Boom. <laughs> In the deep sea all the way to the top now. Floating. Wow. Yeah. What happens now, it's, it's adapt. It's what you have to do. You can't leave this to chance. You have to work on this. So vigorously for the last half a decade, I've been looking more into that space of mental health for myself, looking at it at a holistic kind of view because I understand that mind, body, emotions and energies are all connected together. But you have to, you got to practice. You have to seek, but then you have to apply and then you got to reflect and then you gotta refine, and then you gotta execute. When you don't do those, you end up missing out, and when you can foresee futures, because you've seen many with our type of upbringings where they will usually go. And I've got two boys, you know, like, it's not unfortunate, but my my little boy went through one moment of seeing dad go to a different side. And for us as learners, we all know that that gets embedded. Mm. Boom. You planted that seed. Now you're going to water it. Mm. But you have to practice. And I'm still practicing. Still got, uh, this guy's only five. He's got how many more years to go? But he's still got to practice with this, with this type of stuff because... It's for real when you don't understand it and when you get triggered and then you act out of normal. We've got to pinpoint that stuff. We've got to decide that for ourselves. I decided for myself. I'm still on this journey, but it's led me to what I do today. That's why I do let Siva inspire the young ones to be resilient learners, ensuring that they keep trying and never giving up. But they need to see it. They need to see it. They can't just be hearing it or seeing it on TikTok or seeing on these other depths. Like that's all good. And that's there for them, which I'm grateful for because we all know 
we all had a cell phone. It would have been so cool. <laughs> yeah, true. We all know if we could have the world at the tip of our fingers. Yeah. Like, solely, I remember starting just on the side when I was doing break dancing. We had to record, you know, the videos, Coca Cola charts come on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah come on right. now. <laughs> you know what it is, man. Just so you could get what it, what it was that you needed. But now you just come out, boom, 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 and it's there. So if we have that type of access, we need to then navigate the next part was how do we support our ones to gain that access. They've got to learn. They've got to understand how to gain. They ain't going to just be like, yo, I know that's where to go. But who's going to navigate them? Who are the people that see our children all the time? Mm -hmm. Those are teachers. And I'm passionate about this stuff because our kids... They get their content from those teachers. And if it's not delivered in a way where they can understand, and it's only the hexagons that are understanding, but what about the circles and the squares? There's lots of people missing out. So I'm trying to see if I can support this understanding of showing a multi-faceted way of teaching. But through Siva. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You can see there's like... There's a real awareness about um, your impact, like just, and it's such a a good attribute of a of a really good teacher is being aware of the impact they have on the kids, and the energy they they showcase to the kids. And you mentioned something, and I've heard it um, through your Let's Siva program as well. Is um, you know, you guys have talked about how the, the typical saying is "practice makes perfect," and I've heard <laughs> you guys talk about how practice makes you better, mm. and you've talked a little bit about. Um, practice and examples of having to sort of adapt and pivot a little bit and it's okay to make mistakes and sometimes we get caught up in this idea of perfection and being afraid to make mistakes so I'm really it sort of boosts lifts my spirits a bit because I'm, I'm in my final year of teaching and so I'm really passionate about the upcoming generation and and doing things a bit differently especially for kids like us who have come through the hardship and and they you know they may not see opportunity all they need is the opportunity and someone to get behind them is, is my belief so um I, I was just curious about um a couple of things um one of them being in terms of some of the there are new kind of struggles with the upcoming generation today that perhaps we didn't have um, in our generation growing up. Um, what some of those things might be for you that you've noticed um, in your role as a teacher, um, but also just in terms of for our men out there, um, in terms of giving your giving themselves permission to make mistakes and to to practice through those mistakes, but not being so caught up on the idea of perfection. Yes, the kids won. I think. There's pros and cons with everything. I think social media gives them, and I think technology gives them an opportunity to access the world much different than us. But then that also comes with other uh, other aspects that they're not aware of. Um, and then they have to navigate through that themselves. Um, I think if, as, as we are um, older people, um, I hope that we all continue to update our worldview so that we can continuously support our younger people because as we know, fashion goes around and around and around and it's kind of the same thing with our learning. If we keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same results. So, yeah, my bad. I kind of went off track just then. But, yeah, in terms of the men, what was your question again, bro? It was about uh, men not being afraid um, to make mistakes mm. as they practice instead of f focusing on their practice makes perfect. Yeah. 
definitely uh, like I said to the kids practice and more practice makes us makes us better there's an understanding of perfection but I don't know what that is mm. I don't know um, people say when they are successful when they're their highest moment that that's perfect but yeah it is what it is when it comes to that it's more again about the learning um, if we keep practicing and we keep practicing then we get better there's another aspect to that practice part like is it comes with repetition and all of those sort of things consistency blah 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 um, this other aspect of practice where it's kind of taken me um, to understand it a little bit differently was understanding deliberate practice and it comes from a guy named Anderson Erickson and he's a rest in peace amazing researcher um, he was a an expert on experts so that's what his research was built on on um, finding experts and seeing how they became experts and majority of his findings and his research around all these great people from chess to NBA uh, to uh, NASA to science they all had something that was quite similar and it was practice but it was more called deliberate practice um, and that they were able to I guess it's the same thing we were talking about earlier, is to reflect, refine, apply, all of that. But it's like playback for some people that are in UFC or people in boxing or in dance. You look at it, eh? And you see it, but you have to sit down deliberately and watch the stuff, consciously understanding that this is what I got to do to be better. But how many of us actually do that? Man. Bro, that's good, man. That's so good. That's, and that's not even me. That's from this Balangi guy that <laughs> decided to go out and do this incredible research, and he's he was in it. He was in it deep. So yeah, but yeah, respect. Oh man, totally, totally. One hundred percent. Alice, I agree. How many of us really? And I'm, I'm talking about personal as well. And and then for the for also, how many of us do really deliberately sit down? Can okay, uh, I didn't do this right. I need to focus on this. I need to kind of refine this or reflect on it, like you're saying. Also, how many? And it has to be because in order for us, like you're saying, you and you've already mentioned it, to refine, be better, reflect. Uh, imagine if we were to do that as men in other other aspects of our lives, just deliberately sit down, like, oh, what I need to do this in terms of finance, or um, I need to do this in terms of learning, con con continuously learning. Instead of going, you know what. Because it is, I think, one of the greatest battles in terms of men is sometimes we do rest on our laurels. Hey, what do you reckon? Mm. I rest on our laurels. I've done it before. Used to it. I don't know from, from the back of my hand. I'm so used to something. Um, yeah. But you, you're saying we need to update ourselves as as men. Yeah, as the world progresses and the world is always changing. What well, they say was 240 years until the same thing comes comes around mm. again. And so we need a progress. Uh, and I love your mindset also. I, I really see, I just can sit here and just listen, man, because <laughs> I love it, man, because, um, and, and also thank you also, thank you so much for being honest, because for you to come here and say, hey, and tell us about your traumatic events. But what's, what I, I find really fascinating, Alistair, because you talk about resilience, and I know a lot of young people are going, oh, and you know, people come, especially when some adults come in and say, oh, man, talk about resilience, you can be resilient, you can do whatever you want to do. And then you get some kids or some of the youth go, oh, I'm kind of sick. you don't know what resilience means. And you, resilience means a lot, of, a lot of things. But at that time also, in your, in your own words, in your own opinion, at that time when those things were happening for you, 
what was resilience for you at that time? Because, you know, you can see hindsight's a beautiful thing. You can see now, oh, I've done just amazing things. But at that time when those things, traumatic events were happening for you as a kid, what was the fire in the, in the, under the belly that said, you know what, I can really push through? You said, you, you mentioned laughter, but what was it? What was that resilience? Can you describe for us uh, what was that thing that kind of kept you like, oh, I, just, I, just, I just keep, I, gotta, I, need, I, can, I need to keep going. I need to keep live, living. When you go through what you go through as a youngster, you kind of just want the day to end. So you're just living to the next day. That's how I felt I was growing up when I was going through those traumatic experiences. <laughs> and because it, I went through it, I'm just like, okay, I gotta get through this day. I gotta get through this day. It's not until later in my life that I start to realize, holy, I've found something that gives me an opportunity. It wasn't until I found SIVA that everything else started to open up and I didn't need to be like I would always think this is how the rest of my life is going to be. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it doesn't until, you know, it was SIVA came and changed that. Mm. It flipped it. Changed the whole concept. When I found something that I put everything into, I loved it so much, man. And I still love it. Sorry, I didn't say yeah. like I'm past content. What the hell? <laughs> I loved it so much, but like I never trained for anything in my life. And this thing taught me how to train. I was dancing at interval. I was dancing at lunchtime. I was dancing after the school in the hall till 5.30. I walked down to my homies at about 7 in Piaco. And then I'll carry on sieving until 10.30 at night. And I'll wash that whole process every day. Every day for a whole year, I was just bang, just that thing. And from somebody that didn't know anything about b-boying to then I progressed into movements that I couldn't believe I was doing. I was a part of a team now wow. that was traveling nationally. Like, what? Come on. I went from being in a folly there. I was like, oh my gosh, I need someone to save me. Please, these people. So now like, I'm at the mount for New Year's. Like, come on, man. Like for some people now in this, this day and age, they're all like, it's just normal to have that type of lifestyle. But going out of Auckland and going to do something like that for me is it's mind blowing. Because I also saw different people too, you know, like it wasn't just Polynesians started being open to the what was also out there so yeah sorry if i went off track no no man when you so when you talk about dance when you found dance in terms of that um i don't know if it was a healing process but did it give you like some sort of purpose or did you find give you some sort of identity it's all of that. All of that, yeah. it is my purpose it is my identity it is who i am like and and for someone like I know you found dance. I want to talk about like did someone give you the platform or the space to allow you to dance? Was it a group of you or was it you that found these YouTube clips, brought your <coughs> boys around? Let's get, like mm, what was oh, that? Like because I know you mentioned Love Grove. Before. Yeah, interesting. Yes, so a lot of yeah. So there was me and oh man, I have this group of people, man. That were, incredible in my life they really were and they're an extension 
of the Aingas um, that I've grown up with, and I'm very grateful for them because they were um, they're, they're the Satil Ainga, it's a Samoan family. They just were excellent in um, in volleyball. Um, and they would dominate. Ellen the Messi. Oh, there you go. Wow. Remember playing them? My gosh. Yeah. So those those two names, <laughs> Ellen and Messi, um, yeah, were people that I started to learn with. Um, and from from there, I was able to then build my love for it because I practiced it more. But then as I saw it progress, we started a team, actually, and we were called Technical Freaks. Look at the name, <laughs> eh? <laughs> All type of boys, we like Technical Freaks people. What the heck? Sorry. Um, we started that team. We ended up getting like some gears as well, a bit of sponsorship, and we did a couple of gigs. But then, um, yeah, my uh, Nassie and Alan decided to go on their journey of sport, and they carried on, and then it just became me. So then I was deciding, are you about this? Or did you only like it when you did it with these guys? I loved it. So I was able to carry on and to, to even like backtrack a little bit more. When I started dancing, I was Mark Wakaya as, <laughs> as we all know, as beginners at anything. Ain't nobody an expert straight away. We all know this. We're all born as babies, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> you don't come out of your mum running or come out talking straight away. Yeah. So in terms of where I started, like I remember we used to have these things called, um, we used to have break dancing or b-boying break dancing at the back of Monaco um, back in the day on a late night, Thursday night. And everyone used to go to the back and we used to jam. They used to have like a little platform at the back of where Sterling Sports is. Mm -hmm. And people used to meet their Thursday nights after school and they used to have their battles. And this is where other people were dancing. So my moves were so mud, but... I just wanted to be in there, so I would just go out and just do Valer moves because I didn't know what else to do, honestly. Like I jumped on my mooly and I was like jumping like I was driving. I was doing anything, but then I started to realize real quick that I was the clown dancer. I was the dancer that wasn't taking it serious. And then when I kind of changed my mindset of like, okay, I want to give this a go. Then when I decided that it changed my whole course. Because you're now in a position where you're a teacher, you're the senior um, dancer, and um, however you started, like you, you're now providing a platform and a space for others to express themselves. Because you know, dance can be an expression of of who you are, and and that's why I love like the different arts and what everyone gets into so and what's that like for you when you provide a space for someone else or you're mentoring others yeah. i'm just blessed yeah you're blessed to be able to put anything into anybody yeah you give anybody any, any type of knowledge you give them any type mm. of anything you yeah, you're very blessed for it um but just to just backtrack as well in terms of some of that learning it like the healing process of all of the other traumatic mm. stuff that we were talking about yeah. uh, Siva has been the healer and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, honestly, like people will find it so whack as well because it's, I'm aggressively dancing to slow jams. <laughs> <laughs> How does that make sense? 
but because I'm feeling something emotionally and in my mind I get to let it out through that type of movement where there's more resilience instead of just throwing mm. and just being ah, like I'm cramping or just being aggressive with my movements where I'm trying to seek a way of how I move to then let that move my emotion not in the same spot to move away so I can start to feel a bit better, feel a bit more confident in myself for the day I use. That's why I'm grateful for it. Like yeah, I would yeah. say that it saved my life 100%. Saved my life. It gave me purpose at the beginning. At the beginning. You know? Jeez. I would go to do everything now purposely just because of Siva. Sorry, oh no, 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 no. before I forget the question, like, um, because you, some of the language you use in terms of um, self-reflection mm. and some of the healing you went through, like that's not normal language that um, men have. Like, it sounds I don't know, mm. I could be wrong. Is this something that you learnt yourself in terms of like? Having to unpack this this vault thing that just came oh, out, yes. or did you go through like professional help? Yes. Were there people around you that yes. you able to yep. talk about it? Yes, brother. Uh, therapy, one hundred percent. One of the biggest ones was ACC. They supported me because I had to leave work. I decided to leave work because I was really focusing on this traumatic experience that I was going through. So I took time off work, and ACC was about was there to support me with the therapy. Me. Um, I met um, an amazing guy, a Pakia guy, a much older Pakia guy, and I was with him for some time, and he gave me some amazing words, some wise words, um, but just, yeah, that, that kind of was it. Mm. Um, it was just nice words, and, I would, and it was supporting me through that time, which I needed. I needed just support, just period. Yeah. And this bro was the right person for me. As I started to unpack and get a little bit better, I started to realize there were some other aspects that I kind of needed for myself. And it was more that relatability of being able to talk to someone that kind of also understands mm. the perspective because they, they lived it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so funny enough, not funny enough, but that video that you're referring to, that mental health one, uh, through that connection, um, I worked on oh, shout out to Dioscuri Marketing Agency. Pacific Islanders, <laughs> killing the game, let's yeah. go. Um, they supported me with that opportunity to be able to do those things for the mental health. Um, but then they allowed me to then connect because they had a much wider umbrella. And that umbrella led to me now speaking with one of my my homies, my doko uso, Sosh, that I speak to mm. in Mapumaya. And I continuously still to this day have therapy. It's not on a regular basis. And even if it was, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Just so that we got that clear, some yeah. people might get that twisted. But I, I'm still actively accessing that opportunity for myself so that I can still holistically look after myself. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it's bigger. Yeah, it's, it's so massive. So therapy and then getting... Um, ones that were more relatable for myself mm. so that we could connect Cause like, well, for example, I sat down, we started talking, we chopped it up, me and my mm. bro, we started praying, we started laughing, oh. like that wasn't the same process when I yeah. went to see my other bro the first time, it was real formal. Mm. Okay, what are we here for? 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, you got five. What you doing? He wasn't like that, but you know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, being yeah. a little bit dynamic to the contrast of the idea. But yeah, um, I would say the therapy helped me, but I also would say Siva, Siva helped me, and I will also say the development of understanding how to learn supported me. Having all of those together uh, with people that loved me and wanted to support me through this journey as well. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Also, thank you for yeah, sharing that because it's um, foreign to our people, like mm. therapy. Mm. Um, and we usually, when we go through stuff, harden up. Ew. Um, you got to suffer in silence. So. And it, and as we know, when things hit the fan, it comes out like bad in a different way if we don't have the right... Um, right way of processing yeah. and stuff so um yeah thank you for sharing it because we need to normalize it there's we've had a lot of men on this table talk about um different supports mm. um therapy might not be for everyone mm. but um thank you for sharing that and just you also talked about some of your outlets in terms of siva mm. and these people that supported you love loved on you and i think we need to normalize that eh? yeah so, i agree yeah, yeah, man yeah. for sure it's a yeah. hard thing though hard for people day. because that's where the learning comes in. Like that's why I talk about literacy because it's one element, but it's the element that a lot of us access the most of if you're not speaking your native or your language. Mm. So if we don't know how to access or if we don't know how to understand or we don't know how to structure or we don't know processes, then we're not even going to start. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's not for me. I don't know how to think like that. <laughs> It's the two hard basket Then it's You know how can we hope to get What we need If we're not being able to understand Every step of the process Yeah That's cool I um, think it's the two hard But it's also like The ones that like They just actually Because I, I'm not gonna When people go through Their community perspective That has a huge impact On an individual's learning journey Period Full stop Period Full stop And our teachers I'm not taking it out On our teachers But it's just unfortunate they don't have the understanding to support our kids that go through these things on a daily basis. So, for example, when I was in primary school, I turned up to school. I got the worst beating of my life at home one of these days. And then I'm walking to school, ganging, Allah, and then I wipe my tears. I'm late as. I'm seven, five, or five to seven between those years. Alistair, why are you late? <laughs> Yeah. In front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, miss. Yeah, yeah. Go to the principal's office. All uh, yeah. Aren't you an adult? Don't you understand if a child yeah. is swearing at you, there's something wrong? Yeah. I think those are the things that like we need. It's like it's also the people that are delivering the information for our young ones to have access at because they are told to harden up at home, mm. but then they're not told at this education space to do all of these other things, but that also takes a human being to choose to want to think about those other yeah, things, to take it into consideration for them to then understand how they're going to deliver what they want to deliver. That's, good. That's an interesting dynamic because I, I find 
there's the professional aspect of being a teacher, you know, you're a professional teacher. Um, but there's this human element of like, you know, being able to care for someone or, or for a child who's going through um, obvious hardship and trauma. Um, and, and I'm curious about from your perspective, obviously this is personal yeah, bias too cool, um, as a budding teacher, but um, how did you find that journey of, sort of balancing being a professional teacher and some of the expectations from a school level or the ministry and things like that um, versus being, uh, you know, a human being and caring for these children in a real genuine, holistic uh, way? I just kept it real. I didn't go into, I didn't go into teaching to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. I went and dressed like me. I went and speaking like me and I went being like me. And these kids that are walking around looking at Mr. S, Mr. Salaival, the way that I do things, they're like, this guy's not meant to connect with me. He's not meant to understand me. He's not meant to know these things. But that stuff supports, and I only know that because I literally did it from day dot all the way in. But why? I was confident in myself as a dancer first in my context. So I was really confident in my context. So then I just needed to practice more the delivery side. And as I learned, and then I also uncovered my other attributes of what everyone is going through in the hood or going through in South Auckland, that, that also pays a, a tribute to us. I think that we need to take that into consideration as teachers. If you're teaching Polynesian Maori kids, that's what I think personally. Um, there's a different approach. That's why I use some um, shapes as the example, because I think it's very easy to, yeah, kind of pinpoint. <laughs> but yeah, I just be myself also. Mm-hmm. And because I've seen so many teachers um, have different characters. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, they yeah. go to work and then they become this <laughs> character. They're very um, nice. They're know, very nice, Mr. Or more, or more stern, you know, like I'm real strong. And then when I'm with my friends, I'm like, come funny ass, like, I'm chill. You know, it's like, oh, keep that same energy, bro. But I personally think that that's also supported me because they've seen more of that realness mm. from me because, man, let's tell a know about uh, mental health, like... Since 2020, since COVID, like I've been unpacking this stuff for myself, you know, like on social as well, because social ended up becoming a space for me to just get it out. Just get out of my ulu, man, please. Too much in there. So just being able to speak, um, I had supported to like even just be here with you guys and, and chop this up. But yeah, that's how I, for myself, also, it's just been me, yeah. Appreciate that. No worries. I felt, oh, bro, because that stems back in prestige. Like, we'd go to so many events dressed the way that we were dressed, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, who are these stray kids? <laughs> <laughs> who are these? Who are these stray kids? Hooligans. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, but then we'd, same thing we'd say, yep, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. And every time we'll find it out, oh my God, you guys are amazing. We love you. <laughs> All good, all good, all good. It's the whole like everyone just judging, just judging at first, but you start to um, understand that's just the world and everyone has that kind of perspective. But now I'm trying to normalize it in terms of the way that people like myself uh, represent as a teacher. So I remember relieving this social studies class and they were doing a study on um, stereotypes. 
And it was funny because I was there and they're like, sir, what's this stereotypes? And I go, okay, guys, everybody here. When you guys all came into this class and you all sat down and you looked at me, you all stereotyped me. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, and I go, because you guys looked at me the way I was dressed and you're like, how is this guy and our teacher? This guy's not our teacher. And I'm, I am your teacher, bro. I'm qualified. Sit down and we're about to do some learning. <laughs> you know, but that was real cool to be able to give that perspective to the young ones like straight away. That's and cool. so they were like, oh, yo, I get it. I get it. So yeah, be me, be you. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I can, I'm just wondering as well, Elsa, obviously sometimes some of the kids, they see you, and they say, oh, you know, the, the old adage, it's like, oh, no, brown face, I can relate to this, this, this teacher's gonna relate to me, I can relate to this teacher, brown face, Pacific Islander, Maori. Like in, in your time in teaching, has it been a time where you feel like, man, some, even our brown faces are not, a kind of, I don't know, I don't know how to say that, uh, succumbing to like, no, no, I don't know, just, I don't care what's happening in your life right now. I can obviously see it, I can see the, the signs, but I don't care, just harden up. Are you are you witnessing some of that in the, in the classes or some of the students or the teachers that you, you, you come across? Oh, man. There's lots of stories. But if I would like to, because I don't like to trash people. So my, my main thinking was um, there was a need and I, f- I was able to fill a need and we created a, an alternative um, internal education program that supported our year nines and 10 boys because they had it hard with behavior and engagement and attendance. These were the main things, things that they were finding hard. And so we created this program for to try and fill those gaps of, I guess, those kids would have like left school in term one. And those kids would have been the ones that would have went to the teachers where the teachers would have been like, hey, you just go sit outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you walk past and you're like, Sonny, what are you doing sitting outside? Oh, I have to sit outside because I was late. Oh, it's only four minutes late. Like, <laughs> But then we create that program so that it does become a real uh, support. Yeah. support. So it's cool to know that it's actually still going. So I feel like, yep, there's lots of teachers that have different approaches to teaching our people. Um, just would like to share more or maybe role model it more and that's why I do Let's Siva because I get to role model my teaching to all the teachers because when I go into schools I talk to the captains of the school which are the principals the senior leaders the big homies of the school you know and then from there I then meet all the other teachers because I teach every year level from year zero to year eight if you're intermediate as well that's like four maybe six hundred kids sometimes you know what I mean? But that's not easy. That's not normal. You know what I mean? There's, there's a spectrum of learners there. Mm. <laughs> you got to like jump through different like characters so that you can get the learning that you're trying to do across to the people. I would say to, um, to, my, to my homies like, Sully, we are the Wiggles. Do you not understand this? <laughs> we are the Let's See the Wiggles. What are you on about, bro? You think these five-year-old kids want to see some cool-ass hip-hop dancing the way we do it? They want to have fun and laugh, bro. Then you check the skills and all of the learnings in there. Very, you know what I mean? And then we just keep scaffolding it up. But being able to have that sort of like reach with those types of people, it then made me understand, okay, there's this other aspect of Let's See the, and it's the pedagogy. It's the teaching side of it. 
and it's the people that are actually in front of our kids. So if I can possibly get in front of them without saying, Sally, we should do a PD about how to teach our people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to do it in a different way. We're like, yo, we can all learn together. I hope, um, as we know as teachers, that we like to observe. I hope there's some observation here that you can take away some, um, some learnings mm, and maybe yeah. refine and apply because you're seeing that there's a change in an old Johnny over here and Johnny doesn't like to attend or even attempt anything. And old Johnny's doing all the dancing. Like there's something here that's working for them. So it's on them to um, see that and then hopefully apply it. But that's why I want to just keep doing what I'm doing with Let's See because yeah. if I can try and keep doing it as much as possible, I can just offer another perspective. I'm not the only one. Allah. There's so many great people that have been doing this for so, for so long and are still doing this journey of trying to support our people. I'm just another person jumping in the waka, trying to, trying to stream in the same way. Yeah, what a cool segue. So please, let's see if I, please tell us, tell the viewers uh, all about let's see if I also. Okay, Come man. on, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Pretty much, yeah, it pretty much is to inspire the young ones, literally. Um, inspire them to be um, big dreamers and to be resilient learners, to keep trying and to never give up. It's really what we try to push. Um, we say it to the kids in ways of um, developing in our dance. So with Let's Siva, we do it like over five sessions. And um, by the fifth session, we have a performance. Um, but we have a whole school performance. And they all have different routines for all the different year levels. Juniors got their own siva, middles got their own siva, seniors got their own siva. They only have 45 minutes with us a session. Our baby's only 35. But the rapid learning that these guys do and then the outcome at the end of it, which is the siva that they're able to do, is mind-blowing. Because we need to understand that not every child loves to see her. Come on now. Eh? <laughs> so like got some kids just sitting like, <laughs> when? <laughs> when did I ask to do this? <laughs> too cool, eh? They're too cool. Oh, bro, but like, you know, I mean, there's either there's that aspect or there's like the, just not keen, yeah. you know what I mean? They're just like, I'm an introvert or I just don't want to do this. Like, even the music you're dancing to, I don't get jiggy with you, you know what I mean? Like, so when we see a lot of the kids still push through, like, that's the learning, bro. <laughs> you know, and we do it in increments. You know, so they're getting the bite at the beginning because we know as, as Pacific Polynesian people, we, we like to connect first, eh? Mm. Just the same as teaching. They call it Māori Whanaungatanga. Mm. You got to connect first, make a... Make some sort of connection, not just get straight. Okay, everybody, this is what we're going to do today. Um, dude, we don't even care about what you're going to say, <laughs> Who bro. Are you? Who are you? In terms of us, we like to connect first. So there's a lot of that stuff first. And then the rest of the sessions, we keep adding on to the routine and we have lots of teachings in those, in those sessions. So it's not just learning a siva. Um, there's a lot of uh, positive reinforcement. But we're really trying. It's really about encouraging our young people 
And you have to do that all the time. You don't take the foot off the gas because you have to... It's like cheerleading. It's like supporting. You know, that's what positive reinforcement is. And even when they don't get it right, you're trying to support them in the understanding that that's okay, that you didn't get it right. You make a mistake, you keep going. All of these things that we, we, kind, of, we kind of put into it. So let's see if it is that, man. We just literally go into schools to try and support our younger ones to have a different approach on learning and how they can learn. And they, can do, they get to do it through, through dance. And I think the inspiring part comes from when we didn't really see her, because they don't see us see her. We just give them little bites as well. Then all of a sudden, a 97kg guy is doing a backflip no hands, and they're like, <laughs> because what they perceive with their eyes is like, there's no way this guy can do this. And then that as well is just the next bonus for them, like, oh man, I'm getting a sore head from this person, because what I see is not, <laughs> You know what I mean? They, all of a sudden they start seeing me doing these real real movements that I guess they see on TikTok or they see on their own things and they get to see them in real life. But then not only that, they get to see the person that looks very similar, similar to them. So that's where we try to push the dreams. We really shout out, keep trying, never give up. If it is cliche, it is what it is, but I'm going to be keep on, I'm going to keep saying it, bro. Like I literally say it for my own life. Not even just for them, like even my the homies that I got working with me, like even in their own lives, they're like reflecting after our sessions, like, gee, I gotta keep trying, never give up in my other spaces that I want to be pursuing. And so, yeah, that's let's even how we we go into all the schools. To be honest, when I started off, it was meant to be just for primary. Um, in twenty twenty two, yeah, vertical, primary, intermediate, high school. Mm professional university like oh, just like because it really yeah but that's cool um i i love let's see for the fact that it's also for me as an individual giving me um, my identity in terms of my monetary value for me as an individual in terms of what i know is of my value and how i can add to spaces and by creating something for myself I've now taken that responsibility of others and I've done it for myself. So that's what also I, I love about Let's Sivas. It's given me that opportunity to look at other areas of my life that I can also upgrade in as well. And still, yeah, like in terms of the business stuff, um, yeah, I'm ECE. I'm probably like year zero. I think I've got to year zero, year one in terms of business um but yeah like we say we keep going we yeah, keep trying you know what i mean i'm all good with that process i'm just grateful that i have little winger i have work beautiful man beautiful this is buzzy i love i love the passion behind it you can you can hear it it's contagious yeah Jeez. like you just shared your heart and it's quite inspiring i'm like Oh, I want to see fun now. Uh, but you can just Sorry, yeah, you can just tell you really love what you do also. Um, but um, so what was the what was the the pivotal moment in terms of um, the transition between oh teaching like mainstream teaching to okay I want to go do this like was there some were you just feeling the you saw a need. Or was it like you're frustrated at ma mainstream education and you 
had something to offer what was the transition point for you Mm. yep value Mm. yeah when you start to understand yourself and you know what it is that you do and then you're also able to measure that to other areas you start to really quickly understand how much depth you have and how much value you can add um so i knew that my dreams that i wanted to do in terms of that value was never gonna go anymore and that's okay but it wasn't okay for me that's okay i mean the process that's okay that's as far as it goes and if people want to stay there i'm not saying that that process is wrong but i wanted more because i um, I know what I've seen. I've been yeah. to places that I shouldn't be in. Was <laughs> I shouldn't be in it- Italy, having cafe. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't even know that's what they call it. And they're like, you want to have cafe, Alice? I was like, what's that? Like coffee in a small ass cup? It's cafe, cafe. But yeah, it's just, I think... It's just all of those learnings, yeah. bro. Like, when you know you're not meant to be where you're supposed to be, but then you end up getting it's like, okay, something's different here. Mm. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, love yeah, it. Value. Man, man. Yeah. You knew your value, you knew the value of others. And they give value. And I think that's when it then, like, put me. Oh, bro, I was scared as well, bro. Like, yeah, 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 let's mm, talk about mm. it. Come on, man, like, it's anything, but this is different. Oh, it's not different, because a lot of people go through this. But in my personal journey, I had two boys. I have two boys. My wife and myself. I'm also going through my own journey. And now I'm wanting to leave something that was pandemic-proof. Mm. So now I'm going to go out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was on the pandemic I was getting paid and I was doing my job online I was doing all of that stuff but that's what buzzed me out you know and then I also was then like should I just stay in this job because of this it's showing proof at the worst time of living in civilization yeah. <laughs> the job that's going to continuously give me money is teaching and I was appreciating of that but yeah, I want a bit more. I want more, and it's not more to be IU. It's more because, like I was saying, like I've seen it in other places. We see it on. <laughs> come on, man! You guys have interviewed people that do it as well. You know, like I look at people like Stahl. Like he's changed the game of UFC from mm. from this space. Yeah, that's oh. scary. That's courageous, bro. Like, yeah, we've seen people do it, but. It still takes a certain percentage and it still takes some sort of fortitude like to really go after what you want. And it was during a time that was oh, <laughs> where everyone was like, I don't know, trying to look for security and but you're like, nah, I'll go chase my dreams. Bro, <laughs> so well done also. Bro, you're that is paving the way for us. That's ridiculous, I'm man. Trying, man. Because I, 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 it's not even trying for these things. But a lot of our younger ones, they're moving away from this idea of nine to five. Mm. Yeah, I don't get a nine to five. 
well, how are you going to fund whatever you want to do if you don't even have a job, period? This guy's playing with this nine to five, you know what I mean? Like, there's value in all of it, but we all got to start somewhere. We all got to start somewhere. And I became more confident in what I did because I got better at teaching. I got better at, I did reps at teaching. I had seven years of it. So I got better at teaching. I was getting better at dance. Then I added these other aspects of my mental well-being. I started to slowly have more um, control on regulating my emotions and looking after that. Then again, like I was saying, holistically, it all adds together. I think I was saying to you guys off, like, off the mic that I was... No, no, no. Yeah, no, just off the mic that I was... This is the the strongest I've felt, Mm. like, just Mm. personally, like, as an individual, but I think that's due to all of the things that I've gone through uh, to get me to where um, I am today, but, yeah. (laughs) But that's living AM, AM, Alistair, because it is, you said that, hey, you know, because some people are like, no, you you had a good job, getting paid, the pandemic's hit, and then you you decide, you know what, I'm gonna just gonna take the leap of faith and I start a business, let's Mm -hmm. see, let's do this, and not knowing, not knowing where this is going to go, where this is going to go, how this is going to pan out. But also what you're saying also is so inspirational. It's so inspirational. And I can guarantee you a lot of men who are watching this or viewers watching this are like, man, if Alistair can do that, if he has the guts to back himself, and that's what you've done, you really back yourself. You know, I back myself, I back my talent, my gifting, I'm going to do this. And when you said about adding value, look at what you've done. Also, you you know you've done world hip hop champs, national champions, overseas, travelled around the world. You come back, you do a teaching degree, and you did what you have done in terms of setting you you adding value. You have added so much value to yourself that you've become irreplaceable because that's how good you are. Like mm. oh, this is how good. It, and I can imagine also your your service for your services for your for your uh, the program, bro. You. You should be honestly, man. I don't know. I just you, uh, what you're saying, what you're sharing is oh, it's beautiful. I am so encouraged, also, mm. because I can imagine like, praying a few months. Oh, hey, how much for my, your services, Alistair? Thousand dollars an hour, man. That's how much I'm worth. I'm a thousand dollars, man, even more. I don't know, but you you have really encouraging a lot of men and and uh, and the table. The usos are going, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, uso, we like, no, man. Also, oh, beautiful, man. It's just beautiful. Thank but you, brother. Thank I know you. that decision, like one thing I'm really interested in, because you don't uh, make that decision on your own. You see you've got two kids and you've got a wife. What was it? How, talk about the <laughs> talk about the person next to you. Talk about how you Did do. she support or was it like... <laughs> Take your bags. You got one. <laughs> tell us. They paid the bills in one week. There's no car. Tell us, Alistair, how to? How did you convince her? Yeah. How did you persuade did her you, to? Uh, did you lie? Or? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of buzzy because I remember when I, I guess I've been like kind of bleeding an an idea that like I wanted to do something more. So it wasn't just abrupt and just like, yeah. boom. And it's just yeah. like, oh, all of a sudden, <laughs> when? <laughs> so I think there was increments, but it was still, um, 
Yeah. It was still challenging because we was, we we also were still trying to develop through our lives as married couple as well. So there's a contrast of lots of things happening at the same time. But if there's anything that I know that Barb's has done with me, with this whole process, has supported me mm-hmm. through it all. Um, critical questions, but it's good. Yeah. That's where the real reflection comes from. Hard. I say all these things like it's easy, but it's hard, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not that easy. But um communication and uh trial and error, it wasn't it didn't pop off straight away. But yeah. I think because I wasn't abrupt with my approach, I then just like, yo, I'm gapping it from work. <laughs> and I went to like uh spoke with my, my team that I was working with and they were very supportive as well to support me through the journey too. So um yeah. It, I think even today, Bob's is just super proud of me um, because she knows my journey in more depth than what I've been able to give. She's also been a part of that journey yeah. as well. Um, and I got mad love for her. I feel, yeah. When you go through traumatic experiences, somebody has to take the hit with those experiences and it was that person and so she was the secondary effect to what I had gone through so she now has to go through a healing process too um, and there's that development on top of what I was trying to yeah, do with yeah. this with this new venture which I knew it um, forecasting it was going to support us but we don't know until you go through it. Um, and as we have been still developing, as we are together um, through our marriage, this space is also developing and showing and revealing what it's, what it looks like today and what it can potentially look like in the macro. Sure, Yeah, I love it because we're sharing a successful story and not often, you know, Life can be like when we hear stories, it's almost like we tell the best and hide the rest. Yeah, uh, but we're we're hearing some of the struggles into intertwined with your your journey, and and it's it's encouraging because you know these are our stories. Um, these are so these these are our realities, and um, what I'm getting out of is like man, being courageous, uh, being resilient. Um, when times get tough, it's, you know, who's there next to you? It's about communication, and um, I love it. Also, thank you for sharing, honestly. It really yeah, is. Yeah, right, man. You know? It's gold, man. I'm going to leave my job tomorrow, and, <laughs> and when my wife goes, why? <clears throat> Go, oh, Alistair said that. We'll see how I'm going to um, yeah, give it increment. Um, of uh, my dream. <laughs> so what's our name of our dance crew? Techno Koval. Techno Kovasti. Hey, man! Props to your wife as well, boss. Yeah, man! Props man. to you. Yeah. Love yeah. our woman. Awesome. Eh? Yeah, man. Awesome, man. She's like, you know, just to connect it as well. Like, like I'm not Modi. But I did that pepeha to start. Mm. Love the pepeha. I thought like, it was awesome. Thank you, brother. Like, why do I do that? 
or when I got married to this lady, I started to learn and mm. realize things. But not only when I was with her, I also learned by growing up with the Modis. Like, yeah. so I had heaps of Modi friends when I was growing up. So you learn the context, but I also, like, she's also given me a, a better, no, not a better, another perspective of appreciating where I come from and my way of being able to play my part in terms of serving our treaty. That's my way of doing it here and out here at all. That's my way of introducing. I'm not going to do the same one when I go to a different country. Do you know what I mean? But here, respectively, I like mm. to jam that. And so that's why I always give props to, to Bob, not only just for the cultural response of uh, understanding and clarity, but the support. Mm. Like she drove me to MIT to start my degree journey. Mm. She helped me also connect with uh MIT to be to be able to take it that year. So crazy man because I said I can't do it. The auditions are full. I can't go. And she's like hey, you got a spot. I can take you at this time. It's like what? <laughs> but the development of understanding is mm -hmm. different, eh? The confidence even in, as well as trying to understand that development is different. But being able to learn it in a safe way, very grateful. So mm -hmm. There's lots of things I could say about Bob's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so out of curiosity, I'm, I'm just sort of popped into mind now. I'm just thinking about the dynamic of like husband and wife in a marriage. And sometimes when, when you have ambitious goals and dreams, um, often one of one of the team will help support you but i'm curious about barbs and in, in terms of uh, maybe some other ambitions or dreams that she has and um also that aspect of sometimes as as fathers and maybe i'm just talking from my own experience but as as a father and a husband sometimes just in terms of preserving your energy and i think this is something you've talked about before in terms of choosing where you place your energy i think I've, i saw it online somewhere um but just that aspect of have I done enough or is there ever an enough like going to work and providing for family but also coming home and giving your family your absolute best efforts too uh, making sure they don't get second pickings on what's left over yeah yeah what's, what's that journey been like for yourself yeah developing much better much better because I know what with me and Bob's there's a there's a different take eh, to you and your wife and then you and your kids um, it's a different type of energy that you're given. I think maybe with Let's Siva, I know <laughs> straight away that I'm giving 100 to 300 to 450 kids that are not mine. How can I give all of that energy to kids that are not mine and not give the same type of energy to my own? So then I was grateful to have that same learning to jam it with them. With Barb's, it's been a developing process because what I know is that Bob's loves where she is. She's content with where she is. So we're different. She like she likes where she what she has, what she does now. She can do more if she chooses to want to do it. But she's content. That's a buzz to yeah. understand that when you're the opposite to that. But it's okay okay for her to to be different because we're all different um but we still try oh man sorry we still try to develop and evolve as we learn eh? um in, in this understanding of marriage so yeah 
Uh, Alistair, you know when you, you and your wife has got your back and it's got your you got her support and her backing. Do you feel like, uh, and just your own opinions, brothers? Do you feel like you can do anything? Uh, how does that like? I, I don't know if if that's true for you. Like when your wife is one hundred percent behind you, you feel like, man, I can I can actually do this. I am really I have the confidence. You just feel like you, there's a bit of an uplift and, and encouragement. Oh yeah, yes, extra yes. fire. Oh man, yeah. The, yeah. the support. It's the support, like when you, when you come from no support, it's like wow, you, <laughs> you really want to choose to support me, like you believe in me? no, like for real, you trust me? What? <laughs> but that's even more real because she taught me something buzzy, man. That I never knew as growing up because I thought it was fake. So she would talk to her parents every day, every day she'd call them, damn, to talk. <laughs> But what, about what? Just life. Uh, like I want to call my mom. I want to call my dad every single day. I was like, at first, I was like, "Sorry, this one." All the acting, all the king. This girl was acting. Hollywood. Why are you trying to show that you're had our family for? Do you know about my past already? You know what I mean? But yeah. um, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I get to, I, you know what I mean? Like that's why I love learning because it's any place, anytime, anywhere. It's you that decides to understand, to take something from it. And at lots of these different moments, yeah, I've been yes. able to appreciate yes. those little things. Yeah. Hey, sure, was it? So how was he? Is he good to you? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this time? <laughs> just want to know if I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't hear from me, then they're gonna go <laughs> Man, that's, that's cool. I like, I love that question, Pete. Especially you asked that question while your wife was looking at you. <laughs> You're a very clever man. <laughs> I can see glowing eyes in the back. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's fire for us, like as men, because it's maybe you know they our, our wives, our significant partners really know us better than we know ourselves. So they will see things that we potentially won't see in ourselves. So it's I love that question. Then. How how do you feel when Caroline supports you? Oh, mate, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, I just, yeah. That's why I asked them. I, I, I let my wife already know. She already knows this. Mm. But when you have your woman and your wife, more so your wife behind you, man, it just makes you like. You, I really believe I can fly. Yeah, I just man, and I just just moves mountains. They eh? um, it's just amazing. And so I do what I do, and that, and when my wife has got my back, I'm like man, it just makes it a whole lot easier. And you're right. You said, Alistair, some people don't support you, but oh, you support me? You believe in me? And you're saying, um, you're just fire. Like, you, you really believe that I could do this? It's, oh, cool. it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's funny how, like, sometimes, even if you don't believe in yourself as much, yeah. something about the belief of, especially someone that close who knows you so well, <laughs> who sees you differently from how you see yourself, something about having that support just, yeah, it does give you that extra fire yeah. to, like, Okay, like it's real now. Let's go. That's cool. Like, at least that's how I feel from my well, perspective. Yeah, man. Especially because our wives are the ones, they're the biggest supporters, but they're they're the most honest as well. They're the oh, biggest critiques. Yeah, so yeah. if you think you're like the man and you got this big idea, like my wife, be like, Haha, relax, and I'll be like, <laughs> before I'll be like, why didn't you believe in me? <laughs> but now it's like, oh yeah, you're right, eh? You're right. Or if I like have doubt in something, it's like, no, you can do it. You got these skills. Mm. You, um, I've seen you. Then yes. I'm like, oh, you're right. I love you. Come mm. here. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though how the dynamic can shift sometimes, eh? Yeah. Like, um, my wife is really good with little details. Whereas I'm like the big ideas, mm. like, oh man, let's just go, like, yeah. gung-ho, we'll learn the lesson as we go. And then she'll undo all of it with like a simple question that I just hadn't thought of. Um, but then there's other times where she's like the extra set of arms, like, yeah. man, I can do so much more. Um, and it's just funny how versatile they are depending on where we're aiming, where we're looking, who's with us. But they, yeah, so much love for, for our wives yeah, and yeah, the way they stand by us. That's awesome, always man. segue into something else when you said they're really versatile. But um, <laughs> let's carry on. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, uh, well, I, oh, come <laughs> you. It's uh, Monday after hours. <laughs> Monday, I eating. Hey, also, Alistair, hey, listen, I, I, we're also mindful about time yeah. as well, also. And um, man, I tell you what, you just you have been so inspirational, also, straight up, so inspirational, so encouraging. Oh man, just the nuggets. Oh, I just I just look forward to this dropping and so also we just want to thank you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for just being open. Just be really open and just really sharing from your heart and being authentic. And it is you are one hundred percent authentic. Also, I just I feel like you, you said you mentioned the word blessed. Bro, I feel like I was, I've I've been blessed this evening, man. I've been really blessed also one hundred percent, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just want to honor you also, like just um, your journey that you've been on and also sharing it. Um, and like you haven't arrived, you, you haven't like tried to sugarcoat stuff and say you got it all together. You're still on this journey of development, but also um, being real about the stuff that you're um, navigating through. So thank you also. It's really encouraging. Not only for us on the table, but I know for the viewers that are tuning in, and um, I'm really excited um, about the process and mm. also what's next for Alistair. Um, you still, you know, you, you're, you're probably the eldest one in your in your crew, but you still like got so many years of development, and it's, and it's really encouraging. And I love like over the years because you know we met in intermediate, but always bump into you mm. at different times, yeah. and there's always like a something new. I remember when intermediate snotty nose kid, we're all snotty nose, <laughs> and then met you in later um, time in high school, and you're doing you're doing the rock, <laughs> and then and I was going sorry this guy. And then later on, probably see you in, you know, in the hood. But then I saw you as a teacher when I was a youth worker at MH. And I was going, my guy, this is mean. Mm, and man. so, and even now when I'm sitting across from you. And so I just want to honor you. So thank you so much for paving the way. Keep on grinding. Um, uh, yeah, can't wait to, um, to catch up in a few years time and, and see where Alistair's, um, <laughs> see what Alistair's doing. Well, just to, just before you go, it's like, for everyone that is watching, like it's a continuous developing journey. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is no, like, don't get me wrong, you'll probably get your highs, yeah. where will be your success moments. You'll be on your mountain, you'll be doing your thing, where you're like, yeah, I'm the king of the world. <laughs> but there's not always an all-time high. It yeah. doesn't go up all the way. It has to be dynamic. It has to have a contrast. So you will come down, but we need to just keep trying and yeah. never give up. So I just wanted just to reiterate this because I mean that like when you find things difficult, you got to keep trying. Mm. I will say this to the kids, like if you find literacy hard, if you find writing hard, 
pick up a pen and start copying the letters, practice. We've got to start right at the basic and then carry on from there. So never at the at the end point, but enjoying the process. Yeah. Trusting the process, enjoying it and um, celebrating those moments of success, but then also knowing that it, it continues. So I'm very grateful for your going in terms of saying that I am not at my point because I think it's the same as you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible, yeah. you know what I mean? And what you guys are doing as well, mm. it's amazing for our people to be able to have access to to these telenors. Mm. And I think that's the key word is access and how do we get that yeah. access. And when we have people that look like us, sound like us, offer this type of access, it then gives value to the ones that need this access. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so thank you guys as well. Yeah, like, no, no, I know no. you guys are going to carry on, keep, <laughs> keep doing this stuff. So it's amazing. Shuttles. Yeah, yeah, thank shuttles. you so Man, I, I just wanted to say thanks for, I mean, just as someone who's going into mm. teaching, to hear the, the journey of teaching and the perspective is amazing. Um, and, you know, you touched on some of the stuff that we're learning about at uni, things like mm. scaffolding and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I just thought it was interesting hearing your journey and thinking about some of the parallels. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about being at Worlds and having to pivot a little bit and taking that chance on restructuring and then thinking about how you took a chance during the pandemic to make that leap of faith and do your business. Um, you know, you had a, a team with you that supported you and you were able to, to pick off them and then having Barb's um, now. Like, it's just interesting, these parallels. Mm. And, um, you know, you talked a little bit about cycles and it's just awesome to see you growing always. And, you know, we talk about at the beginning, you know, mandates about navigating fresh perspectives. And I, I don't know if we've had anyone in Bali that as much as you have in terms of actively mm. being like, let's take on these new yeah. fresh perspectives and learning. Um, and so I'm just, it makes me excited to learn. Uh, you know, I'm an older student. I got two kids myself and I'm just like, I feel like I'm, I'm only just starting to hit my prime. So yeah. I'm excited for what comes next for, for each of us. So Yo. thank you for bringing yeah. their hope and their fire to each of us. So it's my issues. absolute pleasure. Yeah. Honestly. And if we just look at it like Gary, I don't know if you guys know Gary, Gary Vee, but mm. Gary Vee, there's something that I, I picked from him a couple of years back and it was about our, our age and how we mm. view our age. And he also looked at, cause he's a business guy hard out there. Yeah, so he ends yeah. up looking at life and quarters. So he looked at your age and quarters as well. So I look at myself that I'm only in my second quarter of my life. So if you're under sure. 50, you're in your second, you, when you start looking at, you start, it starts to change your understanding mm. because even just people in general, just because of perception, what they see is what they get. They don't understand it. But then when you tell them that like, so for example, I'm 38, and I was 100 kgs and I could backflip and the kids are like, doesn't make sense in my yeah. head. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, anyways. That's thanks. cool. Ah, no, hey, also, Alistair, we always give a gift out. We always do a bit of a sketch, a bit of a caricature mm. of our guests and this is for you, so. Oh, oh, guy. Man, man, thank you so <laughs> much. So man, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for um, tonight and for the Talanoa. Um, and so, bro, is there any anyone that you think that could be ideal to come on the on the podcast? Also, anyone that you off off the top of your head, other than Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. It really kind of depends on the type of context that you guys want. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you guys have been putting out some cool <laughs> peeps, like different types of mm. people to be able to offer different fresh perspectives. Mm. Um, Oscar, Oscar Natalie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Oscar, yeah. 
Oscar, or Oscar. Oscar, if, if you're watching this. Yeah, yeah man. There's lots of people. Yeah, yeah. Lance Valley. Um, Lance. Lance. The River. 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 Hello. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are cool cats. Fun yeah. to talk to, but I got um, lots of perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Those, I'm not too sure about Oscar Knightley. I just know that he's done some great yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, cool. You know, and as a, as a Polynesian as well, and he's still doing amazing <laughs> things. Um, in terms of the river and Lance, you know, because mm. I know them through Siva as well, but they both have unique journeys that I think will add some value yeah that's especially really looking at it from a cool. from a depth perspective a social perspective because they're all about across all platforms and you guys know the bow <laughs> yeah sweet. man awesome awesome thank you so much uh, so please like and subscribe please we look forward to your well thought out comments mm. um, and so as always Usos, refine unlock and take, take charge, charge. Mandate.